What up, East High? Hey, folks. Howdy. How, how you doing? Are you good? I'm, I'm good. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> we have no guest for you to try and make conversation with this week, Tyler. It's just us. It's just us. And who are we, Condra? I'm Condra. And I'm Tyler. <laughs> We're the amateur nerds here to talk about High School Musical one minute at a time. I suppose that's what I was trying to get you to say. Oh, th- this is the conversation we've had multiple times. It should be a, what is this show? Not who are we? Because who are we as the amateur nerds? What is this show? It is it is Wildcat Minute where we talk about High School Musical one minute at a time. And today yes. we are talking about Minute 57, <laughs> which starts with Troy protesting and ends with... <laughs> make it sound like he's he's picketing (laughs) he's protesting wearing leotards which is basically picketing for troy and ends with chad saving troy and gabriella from themselves dun 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 Um, we'll get there uh yeah thank you this is minute 57 we're we're kind of moving along condra this Um, is wild when when all you've got to keep is gone, move along, move along. Yo, um, I heard that song yesterday. <laughs> you did? Yeah. Is that All American Rejects? Yeah. Yeah. AAR comes up a lot on my playlists and my, my radio stations. <laughs> I listen to emo music, Tyler. <laughs> so yeah, we're, we have this kind of conversation between Troy and Chad. It ends. It, or it's it ending. Is ending. Yeah. We get... Yeah. Um, we get Chad kind of trying to give his last argument to Troy about how what he's doing is not good for the team, and Miss Falsaf comes in one more time. <laughs> well, I like I like the line that Troy says. He says, "No one ever said anything about leotards," <laughs> and Chad's like, "Not yet, but they might." <laughs> yeah, he he's shifted from emotional appeal and guilting to scare tactics basically he's going through the many stages of attempted uh emotional manipulation what is the etymology of leotard is it something that's meant to slow down a lion in the very like literal latin sense tard from tardo which Mm -hmm. means to delay or slow down yeah slow down and then Um, and leo which literally means lion so leotard means to something that will slow down a lion do you want me to look up oed uh, no, I think we, I think it's better if we leave it unsaid. Send us an email if we're wrong. I think that's the that's a good move. A- Amateur nerds present at gmail.com. That's that's what you should send an email to. Yeah. So Miss Falsaf swoops in upon this leotard discussion and says, "Mr. Danforth." She's not British though. No. But Chad again throws it to Troy, and I really tried. He really tried to to tell it, to get him to stop. He really yeah. tried. Yeah. So there's this kind of like double meaning where he's like, "I'm I'm trying to convince you, Troy, to 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 do the right thing, Mookie, but it's not working out." No, Troy is Troy is stubborn in his ways right now. I have I have two things I want to say about the library before we move on. Okay. Um, behind them, there's a sign ne- next to the book stack that says F dash fiction. So are we are so are we meant to assume that the entire row behind them is labeled F because the entire row behind them is fiction books, or is that this the F section of the fiction section? My guess is that it is. In the so the spine label uh, or classification is F. It is not F authors in the fiction section. Okay, 
I've like that to me seems like the more likely thing too, but also like bad library organization because what section of the the stacks are we in? There's no way for us to know. There's usually a little card that says what what's on what side. Or maybe I didn't look too closely, but there could be a sign that like jets out from the top. You see that in school libraries sometimes where there's like a little um, oh, perpendicular so sign. It's- it's perpendicular to our plane of view, so we can't see it. I don't think there's anything there, but, you know, if it was perfectly perpendicular, you're right. We wouldn't be able to see it. Yeah. <laughs> but I agree that I, I noticed that labeling, too, and I was like, that's that's a little confusing. As someone who tries to label stacks to help clarification of where <laughs> items are almost daily now, it's, yeah, it's it's tricky. And then the other thing is uh, behind Troy and Chad is one of my favorite things, a library dictionary. You'll find it on a podium. Um, Every library needs one. It's always just, it's just a very thick book and it's opened to a random page because presumably someone else had just used it and it's too, it's too big to bother closing. Yeah. Well, Troy was just flipping through it too. Was he flipping through the library dictionary? Yeah, that was the book he was flipping through in the last minute that when he and Chad were. No, he was flipping through just. Through his own, was it like right at the beginning of the scene when it started? So they were in the middle of the aisle like two minutes ago. And then Troy finds his book and walks down and Chad is still following him, badgering him. So he stops at the podium and like looks oh, down at the Oh, and that's when Miss Danforth peeps around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or is that an old fashioned catalog where with book locations? And it's, I don't think so. No, I, I'm kidding entirely. But that's kind of how catalogs used to be like if someone wanted to find a book they would have to go to well, a no, giant it's book. The, the little drawers right uh, the, 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 that was a stage the, the between yeah yeah so the original okay. like how like personal libraries like thomas jefferson like pre-public <laughs> libraries basically they were in these tombs and tomes, tomes. or tombs both rest in <laughs> peace libraries <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm just picturing like one of the pyramids having a library in it. Like, who are these books for? <laughs> I, you know, the you know the the deceased pharaoh. Yeah. In case in case he or she wanted to browse. <laughs> Important things for the afterlife, Tyler. So, what books would you want in your tomb? <laughs> Me. Ooh. Yeah. I feel like, well, some of the books I read really regularly that I'd probably want with me, Wrinkle in Time yeah, by Madeline Lengel. I'd say you gotta have Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy in there. Yep. <laughs> I read The Hobbit pretty regularly. That's one of my favorite books, so I'd probably want that one. I honestly, I'd, I'd throw some books in there that I'd like, just like hoping to read too. Mm, like, some TBRs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, just Song because you got dead. all the, you're dead. Yeah. You're, you're dead. You got all the time in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I am so excited. Just multiple translations of the Iliad. Just, you know, all of just because I have all the time. I might as well compare contrast. Yeah. The the Iliad in Greek. I just translate the whole thing myself. (laughs) (laughs) I am actually reading one of my TBR books right now for school. It's amazing. I actually like (laughs) I was assigned one of the books on my TBR list and I was so excited. That's to be read list for any. I, I know what TBR, I, I couldn't the, for, infer, but what is the book? It is called A Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue. It is a ah. historical fiction that also has queer characters in it. Whoa. Multiple. There, there weren't gay people in the past, Condra. Multiple <laughs> queer characters. It's not just one sad one either. 
there's like relationships <laughs> and like representation of people that are not always represented. It's exciting. Delightful. They're all white though, but you know. <laughs> well, it, it's a book. Maybe we don't know what color their skin was. They're wealthy people in england in the 1700s yes we do fair enough fair enough i like the idea of the book going like except they were definitely white they didn't have any any other skin color except white like okay okay book way way to take a weirdly rigid stance on their skin color gosh all right so library anything else nope poor miss danforth i think that's it uh falstaff or, or oh, Chad's mom. Oh, yeah. She says Mr. Danforth, Miss Falsaf. You're right. But also, poor, poor <laughs> Chad's mom. She's probably got a, her hands full. Uh, yeah. <laughs> poor Chad's mom. Poor Miss Falsaf. So, <laughs> scene break, but not cut to black. We just transition to another part of the school. <laughs> to, to Chad, Zeke, and who's the third guy? Jason, Tyler. <laughs> Jason, Jason and the Argonauts. <laughs> They're, they're walking into a room with a mission. You can see their faces. They're like, uh, uh, uh. Tyler did a power walking kind of move for you, listeners. Yeah, it's a non-visual medium. Um, but they, they walk into a room and Chad sets down his basketball in front of Taylor, who takes off some goggles or some sort of headgear. Yeah. And Chad says, we need to talk. Or he says, we need to talk. I think, so I really actually enjoy this camera angle of not knowing where they are and being zoomed in on the door when they first walk in and just having them walk toward camera and then out of camera. I like Yeah, that. because then we kind of rack back towards Sharpay and Ryan, mm-hmm. who are then like, wait, what's going on? Yeah, we- <laughs> the, the jocks just walked into a classroom. <laughs> <laughs> and not just any classroom, a science classroom. <laughs> the nerdiest of all classrooms. I was just forwarded a meme uh, earlier today that said Link in bio, but it was Link from Zelda in a biology classroom. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of nice. I like that. I, I like a good, subtle... Can we just have a podcast where we describe memes? That that could be fun, Basically right? Basically what we do, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Chad and Taylor and, you know, Chad has Zeke and Jason with him and Taylor has a couple of other science people that eventually... But she's mostly alone at the beginning. It's not until the end of the scene that we see that there are other Scholastic Club people around her. Yeah. Um, they're kind of having a meeting. We don't know about what. It's kind of, you know, we cut away to Sharpay and Ryan. Yeah. Um, so we don't know the details of what's Secrets. going on. But, uh, I mean, it fine fine filmmaking technique where it's like, oh, it, it will be more interesting if the... <laughs> if the plan is revealed by showing not telling yeah also, which is you know good storytelling yeah also we're in the shoes of troy and gabriella in that we don't know what's going on and of sharpay and ryan yes yeah who are our kind of Proxies focal point this, for this scene yeah because they're like well ryan's like oh so they must be trying to get figure out a way to make gabriella and troy the leads of the musical yeah, that's definitely what they're doing, Ryan. <laughs> um, hold on, pause. We have to talk about Sharpay's outfit because this outfit is kind Do of we? iconic. 
So for the listeners at home who aren't 100% sure where we are in the movie right now, this is Sharpay's brown outfit and Ryan's brown outfit. Ryan's got brown and orange striped shirt, uh, vertical stripes. They're brout fits, as it were. Oh, brout fits. Very nice. And <laughs> Ryan's cap's got some brown like triangles. It's kind of like parachute yeah, umbrella Yeah, we've seen this style. cap before. Sharpay, on the other hand, has her pleather tan fluffy coat with the white excessive fur lined lining the um the like the zipper seam or button seams i guess and the collar and she's all fluffed up for you know january in new mexico where it gets real frigid apparently that she needs a a a good fluffy coat and she's got a white cap on too yeah, their outfits are annoying and tedious, much like this entire scene is annoying and tedious, and I Ouch. hate it. Ouch! Um, Ouch! The, the, this angle, this angle, this kind of subplot of the movie where it's like about the clicks and like the jocks and the and the the brainiacs and the the theater kids and who's going to be more powerful, like because. They're talking about how, like, if the jocks take over the musical, then they'll be the most powerful. They'll, then they'll have conquered the whole school. And if Gabriella's in the musical, then the 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 and with the, Troy, that's the clinch and, and with there. Troy, then the then the smart people will have gone from drool to cool, which is a line I a, a phrasing I do kind of like, but the rest of it I hate. Yeah, <laughs> I just I I hate this angle of the movie where it's like the the political like factions. It's so annoying. But if you think about it to some respect, there are political, not political, social divisions in schools. And there are. And I think that's something. All right. So this film is geared to eight to 12 year olds and (laughs) not early 20s individuals who have been through high school, (laughs) but those that are maybe more apprehensive about high school and what does it mean to even like middle school? Like, it's not just playgrounds and mostly people being friendly. At this point, they've maybe started experiencing some like click act, like clicking in their own school experience and they're coming there. Maybe that's a cause of apprehension that, oh, what is going to happen if I can't find my people. But also there's a message here that, I mean, not for nothing, Sharpay is very contented and very, like, she recognizes that she has a group and she's part of something and she wants to stay part of that something and not be dictated by another group. Like, she likes some independence in that group. And if outsiders are coming in and taking over in a way it's that's not good for something that she like for a community she's happy to be a part in everything you just said is true and i agree with you completely my issue is with kind of this other thing (laughs) this idea that sharpay and ryan have that not only are there clicks which are which are a real thing and you know, like if you're a if, like if you're a band geek in school and you're like annoyed at the jocks, then like that that is a normal thing. But this idea that like there's like a power structure that like that like that the jocks will have conquered the school or like because Sharpay sees herself as having a, as having a position of power and she doesn't want to lose it and she thinks that you know these other like this kind of like th- these factions kind of mingling will ca- kind of cause the power structure to fall. And I, I don't think that's, that's 
an accurate description of this kind of click nature of school because in reality, Sharpay's the, the 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 most powerful person in the theater click, I suppose. But that doesn't give her like power over anyone else in the school. She like she's just part of her own clique and the jocks are part of their own their own clique and the but smart are, kids are part of their own clique. There's no like there's no like yes, political parties. No. But <laughs> Troy and Gabriella come in. They're from other cliques and they then take over her clique. Then she loses power and the jocks the- and scholars, the Scholastic Club, in essence, can absorb. That's how Sharpay is not, seeing it. it that's, that's not, that's that, not that's true. That's how she's seeing it, but it's annoying. Because <laughs> it's not true. Yeah, you're right. The other thing I don't agree with you in that there are power hierarchies especially among female social circles. Like I even had it in like the AP classes I was in in high school. There were the the AP people that were also like the popular people and they had power over others. And like, that's not okay. First of all, like don't do that. But to like, it exists, especially like there's something about Western culture and, and putting pressures on females and it, really does a number on young girls' brains and it creates basically a mean girl setting and maybe not the exaggerated form that mean girls is, but in some way, shape, or form that exists. And it's not good for anyone's mental health. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think what I'm what I'm pushing back against is this idea that Sharpay sees everything as like a kind of Game of Thrones world where like everything's these kind of plays and like you win or you die, like, and she wants, she's kind of, you know, she's Cersei, Game of Thrones. Like she has a position of power and she doesn't want to lose it. And the thing, the thing is like, even if she, even if she like did lose it, she'd still be fine. Like much like Cersei, like unless she got murked, like, but Sharpay's not going to die. <laughs> but I mean, it's hard to think back to high school, but like at that time, this is your entire it, world. It does feel like life or death. Yeah. I, I think it's a great portrayal of like what it kind of feels like to be in high school and have this crazy hormone brain. And here's like, my thing: the the stakes could simply be I don't want Troy and Gabriella to beat us out for the part in the musical. But that's that that's could what be the stakes. Is. But no, it's not. She's she's saying like no, it's not just like if they beat us, then the jocks will be in charge of the whole school and the. The, the Brainiacs will, will be cooler than us. Like, what Like what are you talking about? Like, no, the simple motivation for this character should be she doesn't want to not be the lead in the musical because she's prideful. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's... Simplicity doesn't work for a teenage what brain. It doesn't. Like, it's always... Okay, for a teenage brain. But it does work for a kid's movie. Yeah, but I think... The, <laughs> All right, like there's some excitement about it. And like you're eight years old and you're like watching this absolutely beautiful person be panicked about getting like losing their power from another (laughs) absolutely beautiful person and like panic. (laughs) And you're like, man, this seems so real because that's what you imagine high school is like, because that's what culture is showing you. I think it's captured better in the stick to the status quo song where it's like if you're a skateboarder, like you should just be a skateboarder or like if you're a if you're a smart person don't hip hop dance just be like a like a brainiac i think that's like a kind of better like people 
people react harshly to people, you know, branching out and trying things new when you're in high school and you're supposed to like kind of s- stick to the status quo. <laughs> um, <laughs> I saw the resignation in your face when you said that. <laughs> um, and I think I think it's captured better in that the, 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 when she's kind of she she doesn't like the intermingling and I kind of liked that angle on it she doesn't want people to mix but the, the, the idea that there's a whole power structure is what bothers but me but I think this is part of like intermingling is all part of that because all of a sudden we have Chad a basketball boy talking to Taylor did they know they existed before like Troy and Gabriella are breaking <laughs> well they all had detention together well, Yes, but Troy and Gabriella are breaking rules of separation and, like, forcing these other avenues to start connecting that wouldn't be. And, like, that's very jarring. And that's part of that sticking yeah. to your, se- like, sticking to your social group. And, I mean, also, Sharpay comes from money. She's used to getting what she wants. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And there's all like there's a class thing tied under here that is hardly brought up yeah, in this for movie. Sure. But it exists in we'll, we'll get to probably talking more about class in the second movie to be honest. Like <laughs> it, it's a much more prominent feature. Oh, for sure, for sure. But that I think that's part of it and part of Sharpay's motivation is like she's a rich girl that's used to getting what she wants. She's a rich girl. She don't try to hide it. She's got diamonds on the soles for shoes. Oh, I was thinking um, the Gwen Stefani song. No, or um, it's the uh, Hall and Oates song. I don't know that one. All right, never mind. Anyway, so hopefully this conversation was wasn't too tedious. I, I know what you're talking about, and I don't like, and I don't disagree with like I don't I don't disagree with you. I just I'm just I f- I find the kind of click rivalries to be kind of tedious when I think a simpler motivation for the characters would have worked. So anyway, what Sharpay says is we need to go save, save the school from people who don't no. know a Tony award from, from Tony, Tony Hawk. Hawk. And this line is iconic. <laughs> I love this line. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's so TV movie. And to, so 2006. And I love it. Tony. Yeah. Tony Hawk. Like peak Tony Hawk I, right now. I feel like he was closer to the tail end of his like, but his Bigger, merchandising, cool, like, like, we had yeah, the Tony yeah, yeah, Hawk yeah. video game, we had the shoes. Yeah, but th- that was that was early 2000s, I think. And mid-2000s, he was starting to, you know, become less and less omnipresent. But this would have been the generation that would have... <laughs> but, yeah, in, in terms of kids' movies, it's probably an apt reference because kids are five years behind references, so... Yeah. Also, if you think like, okay, these kids were in high school, they would have been in middle school when Tony Hawk was at his peak. And yeah, like yeah. it's totally it's, it's a great I think it's a like a it's very clever for the time. And it's always kind of <laughs> it's not I mean, it's, it's not very it's clever. better than some of their other like we've had other questions. <laughs> it's just kind of a funny line. I guess I guess I guess Tony Hawk is the best who, like who, who would be a better Tony for her to reference. Tony the um, Tiger? Tony. I can only think of Antonio Banderas right now, but that's not a Tony. Uh, Tony Shaloub. There we go. I don't know who that is. <laughs> she had said Tony Shaloub. Tony Shaloub, he he is uh, TV's monk. Oh, um, he's, okay. He's a, he's a minion, minion in Spy, in Spy Kids. Kids. He's, he's, uh, he's Galaxy Quest. Mm-hmm. He's in Big Night. Oh, yeah. He's I forgot he's Stan- Stanley Stanley Tucci's Tucci. brother in Big yeah. Night. Um, yeah, Tony Shaloub. He's great. great. He's hilarious. Not as good as Stanley Tucci, though. (laughs) Yeah, I just really appreciate how Sharpay and Ryan have, like, a nose 
for whenever something is slightly suspicious, they are there. <laughs> they sense it. They have like a spidey sense and they're like, here I am. They they have pushed the emergency meeting button and they have said red is sus. Exactly. <laughs> wow, topical references. Look at anyway. us go. We're just like we're just like this mov- movie in referencing Tony Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Chad says something about we've got to save Troy and Gabriella from themselves and then we kind of end the minute and the the scene doesn't end until the beginning of the next Mm -hmm. minute so we can kind of wrap wrap everything up by making hand motions but you can't see them indeed people can find us on the internet on twitter at amateur nerds I was I was I was ready for you to say present at gmail.com, but that's not our that's our email. So our email is amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com. Special thanks to our artist Theo Golden at T Golden Art on Instagram. And additional thanks, although not special, <laughs> just additional to our music, which was composed by Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I have been Condra. And I've been Tyler, and we'll we'll be back for more Chad and Taylor um, stuff and interventions next time. You can bet on it. 